Hello. Hey, how's it going? Great. I, it feels like I haven't seen you in like a year. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I've never heard that joke before. I try being funny every now and then. It doesn't always work. Oh, boy. Sometimes a joke just falls flat. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. Uh, so how is your new year going? It's going pretty well. Um, Sadie and I were just watching the Bills game. We won, so. Ooh, I caught some of it when I was at the pizzeria earlier. Yeah, so shout out to us. It's the first uh, playoff game we've won in 25 years, so. <laughs> Love that for oh us. Oh my god. Great, that's awesome for you. I'm so proud. Thanks, but that's that's about the extent of the good news I've had this year so far, so. Yay! Love that for you. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Oh boy, yeah, what are you drinking? Oh, so I picked up my new favorite wine. Ooh. Maker is the Francis Ford Coppola wine. They make some primo wine. I love their reds. And tonight I'm having their Merlot. I was going to ask what kind of red. Ooh. Yeah. What about you? I'm drinking this pineapple cider that uh, Mm. Sadie's friend brought over and had her try because she likes pineapple, but she, Mm -hmm. she doesn't really drink, so... She's like, maybe you'll like it because it kind of tastes like um, like a Trulies or like a White Cloth. Mm-hmm. And so I said, uh, I don't know. We'll give it a shot, though. So here's here's giving this a shot. I don't know. I have no clue. I've not tried this what yet. What brand is it? Um, Austin East Ciders. Mm, never heard of them. Yeah. Me so either. So we'll see. And <laughs> based on no that face. from me. It's a No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not face. horrible. It's not the worst drink I've ever had, but it definitely tastes like beer. Oof, yeah. Which is a no from me, as as we yeah. know. Yes, she's, you're not a big beer person. I'm not, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. My ear really hurts. Oh, gosh. I haven't worn headphones in over a week. Oof. Or actually, it should be like a week today. Could be because I got another piercing. That was like yes. my big 2021 impulse was getting my date and my ear done. And now I can't wear my AirPods oh, because like the shit. ear is so sore. Yeah. And I texted my friend because she has the same piercing. And I was like, mm-hmm. how long does it take before I can wear my headphones again? She was like, like two months. And I was like, ah, oh my gosh. sis, <laughs> what? So oh. thankfully I have these heavy-duty industrial ones, a.k.a. that are my dad's, but it's, like, sitting smart, on my smart, ear smart. weird. Yeah, I just, it's, like, a little sore. Just a little. Yeah, 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 I didn't even think about that. Man, oh. Because of where it, like, is, yeah. Speaking of impulse buys, I had my impulse buy of 2021. Um, It's a guitar. It's right over here. Maybe I can oh, show it. Why didn't you tell me you wanted a guitar? I would have given you mine. I don't know, because I didn't know you had one. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to buy, like, some, like, random one from Guitar Center. Because I it's not like I need, like, a really nice one. Because, like, yeah. I have a nice one at home, upstate, that I yeah. don't want to bring here, because then I won't have one at home. So, like, like most things that I need in both places, I just buy two of them, so I don't <laughs> have to move them back and forth. It's just cheaper in Fair. the long run. Fair. It didn't cost too horrible. My guitar was 50 bucks when my parents bought it when I was 13. I would have given it for, to you for, like, $15. <laughs> That's okay. 
This one's a nice Just one. Return that one. I'll give you mine. Jeez. No, this one's a Yamaha. It's, like, pretty nice. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what mine is. Couldn't, couldn't fucking tell you. I took, like, three lessons and was like, I'm bored. <laughs> I had one of That's those, That's my ADHD too. in me. Yeah, I had one of those, too. Matthew and I both, my brother, took guitar lessons when I was in eighth grade or seventh grade. And we both, like, quit after probably three or four lessons. And it was just kind of boring. But I, I like, kept it kept up with like the skill because i had yeah. played piano previously so i could kind yeah of i played fumble. violin in middle in elementary school i would think no, that would make it like easier it. for you to like pick up guitar yeah i probably it probably did but like my adhd <laughs> was so strong uh, and i was so unmedicated that like true. i was just like i got bored after like every five seconds the only thing i really stuck with was dance okay so do you want to start this week or oh Excuse me, did I just hit puberty? I guess so. My voice just crapped. My <laughs> voice just crapped out on me. Oh, that was very weird. This is 2021, and uh, I guess that means we're back. Yes. This is Bookaholics so Anonymous. Oh, yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah, I'm Alicia. And I'm Francesca. Well, yes, so it's 2021. We got big plans for this year. Yes, ma'am. Super excited. Oh, my God, these fucking... Oh no. <laughs> this is gonna be such a problem. Okay, that's better. I don't know why it's like anyway. Anyway. I already I got book of the uh book of the month for Christmas. Yes, I'm so excited. Did you do this month? Yes, I already did. What one did you get? Um I got the Survivors, I think it was. Okay, I got a different one, so perfect. Okay, great. We're gonna have to coordinate what book we get now. So that <laughs> Yeah, because we don't wanna get the same one. Exactly. Just in case we read it, because I have a stack of books next to me. That I got for Christmas. Yes. That I'm going to have to do. One that my mom got. She's like, I'm not sure if you or Catherine, my sister, would like it. Hold on. Year of the Serial Killer. <laughs> oh, my god. Encyclopedia, gosh. basically. Oh, my god. A giant true crime encyclopedia by for Ben Oakley. At home, it is probably two to three inches thick. It's a thick B. It's a thick It's book. a thick B. Give me a year and a date and I can give you a crime. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. I have to actually, like, read this. Read that, yeah. Because I'm actually very interested. I actually have a question for you. So my, Of course. Yeah, my friend... Sent, Anything for my friends. <laughs> I know. I have... My friend sent me two books, one of which I'm going to read. It's A Darker Shade of Magic by B. Mm-hmm. Schwab. We love, we stand. I've not read it yet, but she knows I want to. The other one is Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. Ooh. Have you read that? I've heard of it. I wanted not, to read it. It looks like the cover just looked like a book you would read. So I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I gotta ask Francesca. She's read that. No, I do. That's on my list. That's on my list. I'll have to steal it from you again. That's fine. Add that to my list of books I'm taking from you. That's fine. I have so many here. It's 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 fine. It's all fine. Yeah. I got so many books that I, I had previously mentioned on the podcast for Christmas. So, like, I'm really excited mm-hmm. because now I can actually read them. And talk about them. Yes. I'm so excited. What books did you get this year? Did you get any? Um, well, I didn't really get any as gifts because I think my family's trying to tell me something. <laughs> stop. Yeah, to stop. But I did get, um, like I said, the V.E. Schwab book from my friend and Catch and mm-hmm. Kill. And then I bought um, Sarah J. Mass's new book. I can't remember what it's called. Mm. The adult one. I've read her other books, so I was like, oh, I better read this one, too, just because. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bought One to Watch, and I picked the the dating game. I think that's what it's called from Book of the Month. Mm. So Yeah, um, I saw that one. I, I did it today, like, earlier today, because... 
the envelope was sitting on my desk and I was like, if I move this, I'm going to lose it. Might as well just do it while it's sitting here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Smart. And I still have Melissa's The Great Pretender on my bookshelf that I borrowed from her. Oh, I bought today. Maybe you should talk to someone by Lori Goldtieb, I think. Oh, I've heard about that one. I heard it's really good. So I'm excited yeah. to read it. So. Yeah. Okay. So should we dive right in? Okay. So as I mentioned in the last episode before we took our break, I really wanted to read and I ended up getting for Christmas from my beautiful, amazing mother. I'm a therapist and my patient is going to be the next school shooter by Dr. Harper. Yes. Now, my initial thoughts were that this book was actually like nonfiction. Like they were all truthful, just patient files, information, just with name changes to protect privacy, whatever. Right. It is not. It is entirely fiction. Damn it. So this book, it says it on the the copyright page. It's super duper fiction. So if you want to read it, don't expect (laughs) any real, like, information. That being said, it was clearly self-published. And... I'm not going to roast them or anything like that for were the quality tr- of the book. Were you triggered by the layout, perhaps? Yes, I was. It was Ugh, very rough. jarring with the the widows and the orphans. Understandably. Which, to explain, widows and orphans are layout terms that we use in publishing. I've used that term to one of my friends who is not in publishing, and she got very confused and very upset. Yeah, that, yeah understandable. So... Please don't be offended by my reference of widows and orphans. That is just it's a term that we use. One one stray line left out from the last paragraph on a page, or one stray word on a right. paragraph. Right. Yeah. So though that's what that referred to. So that being said, I did love this cover. I think they did a great job with the cover. Oh damn! If this if this <laughs> was. Um, self-published which i'm like 95 percent sure there is because there's no actual publisher name attached to it interesting yeah, um anywhere yeah. which like normally you would have like harper collins on yeah, the back that's or for sure like that. self-published but it's a nice yeah. cover yeah and it's really well done um the copyright page also doesn't mention any yeah that sort definitely of... has to be self-pub then yeah um which is fine like i i don't mind reading self-published books i think that if you're having poor luck getting it done by a big publisher there's no qualms or reasons why you shouldn't self-publish if you have a reader if you think there's a readership for what you wrote out there that being said there were 14 blank pages in the back of the book oh that is interesting that's way too much to be like oh that was just like the page count we needed you know whatever yes because when you're publishing a book you need a certain number like it has to be divided by like divisible by like Like eight eight, or something like that yeah of pages so normally that's why when you get a book there might be like four or five blank pages in the back it's just because i need to hit that number but 14 is like the first i've ever seen so again self-published they don't know these things no judgment from me because had this been had this come out of like harper collins or hachette then i would would be like what are you guys doing it what are you doing we would be roasting them yeah but I'm not going to hack a self-publisher. I think it's great what they've done. I loved the book. Great, great story. I definitely would have maybe changed the flow, but I'll mention that at the end, how I would have changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought it was interesting that 
they dedicated they have like a their dedication and whatnot and they right. mentioned some people and they dedicated it to their subreddit which is the first <laughs> i've seen <laughs> that's dedication i love that yeah that that was a first so i'm assuming so they have their their social media on the back uh-huh. dr harper therapy so i went to their um instagram excuse me i went to their instagram to figure out what their pronouns are because I'm trying to be very conscious conscious of my pronoun usage and things like that. And they don't mention in the beginning of the story what gender or sex that they are. So I was trying to figure it out while I was taking my notes because it's just easier when you're writing your no- notes not to write Dr. Harper over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming Dr. Harper is a pseudonym. Because there's no real pictures or anything like that oh, for the okay. Instagram. Interesting. Yes. So, that being said, it does reveal itself further into the story. I just hadn't gotten far enough into the story Got yet. Got it. Um, and it was a really quick read. I think it was like 142 pages or something like that. Yeah, like, you finished it in a day. I know. I finished hmm. it in like four hours. Aren't you so proud of me? I'm so proud. Impressed like, too. Thank you. I normally can't read that fast. I know. I normally can't read period, but that's besides the point. (laughs) So the book is broken down into, I think it's six chapters, like six parts. One second. I probably should have written this down first. Yeah. Six, six patients that all lead up to their big patient, patient 220, which was like their biggest mistake, their biggest whatever um so it starts so the first part is about actually i want to give a trigger warning i meant to do this in the beginning um i wrote it at the top of my notes and (laughs) bolded it yep and told myself you have to do this every time so before i even start trigger warning it does talk about school shoot like a school shooting there's some instances instances of mental illness discussion of self-harm discussion of molestation some cannibalism thrown in there oh, casual <laughs> um yeah so um i would like to point out again this is all fictionalized and all of, i wasn't too sure about this trigger warning because all of these things pertain to the story and what is what takes the story along mm-hmm. so it's not just used for characterization or anything like that these things have reason that being said, if those conversations make you uncomfortable, we have plenty of other other episodes for you to listen to. Plenty. Plenty. So, if that makes you uncomfortable, find something else that tickles your fancy, because this might not be it. <laughs> so, that being said, we'll get I'll get into the story now. So, it the book opens with a conversation about a school shooter. So the the whole chapter is titled school shooter got it so dr harper has been treating alex for about a year and then the he notices the threats start around thanksgiving when he's fallen for a girl named emily he's 17 uh alex emily (laughs) it's always an emily isn't it no sorry i'm sorry it's not emily it's emma oh emma (laughs) it's funny because i immediately thought of emma from Degrassi. Oh. So she she's who I was thinking about the entire time. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so he's fallen for a girl named Emma. She didn't reciprocate the feelings, but he was kind of, like, persistent and, like, 
stalkerish behavior. And he got really angry. And it was the first time that Harper was actually scared of him. So this also, I should point out, the book is written by the therapist, obviously, Dr. Harper. So it's all written from Dr. Harper's point of view. Got it. So Alex has a history of displaying antisocial behavior and angry outbursts. The fear led Harper to search his backpack when Alex is taken out of the room and he finds this old graphing calculator, which this threw me through for a loop. He mm-hmm. says that it's odd that students, that he would be carrying that around because students don't use them anymore. What? I'm and confused. I said, what? Because I haven't been in high school. It's only been six years since I've been in high school. What did they replace the graphing calculator with? Yeah. I carried that thing everywhere. That freaking brick yeah. was in my backpack every day. I Ours? never even took it. I never took it out, even for homework. I just used literally any other calculator. Ours was yellow. How, what color were your, your schools? Um, Black, I think. Nice. Black with a yellow sleeve. Love that. Ours were yellow, yeah. like yellow and yellow. Ooh, fun. A, a choice. A choice. We actually, when I went to Germany, a girl brought one to do homework, mm-hmm. and they had to swab it, TSA. They were like, what is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> What is this? That's I crazy. don't understand. Yeah, if anyone listening to our or yeah, listening to our podcast is still in high school currently or was like very recently within the last year or two, let us know if you guys don't use graphing calculators anymore cuz that's yeah. crazy to me. And if anyone from another country is listening and you don't know what we're talking about, you don't need to because mm-hmm. they were useless. I, I never learned all the time. Thank you very I much. I never learned how to graph on it. I, I could did. never figure out how to graph on it. So I absolutely use this. I it took was five a years weapon. of math, or five math courses, so maybe that's why. I had to retake the trig Ooh, regents, That's a hard so one. I don't even blame you. I failed it by two points the first time and passed it by one the second. You know what? It's all, all matters is you passed. But yeah, yes. please let us know if if this is not a thing anymore, because I... That yeah, because that like, threw me through a loop. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So in the calculator, it has program settings yeah. that say who... Which, mm-hmm. when you click on it, it said Emma and her friends, or as many people as I can get. Yeah. Where? Great. Probably chemistry or maybe the library. Uh, when? December 17th, to ruin everyone's holiday, like Newtown. Oh, great. Yeah. Which we love um, talking about. So Alex comes back from the bathroom or wherever he went. I don't really remember. (laughs) Before Dr. Harper can take pictures of the evidence and he catches Dr. Harper with the calculator and like bugs out. So Harper calls the police and reports it. It's obviously taken very seriously, Mm -hmm. but with no evidence, not much can be done because Alex like erased everything on the calculator and like, so Harper also notices that Alex doesn't cancel his appointment for the next week Mm -hmm. after the calculator incident. Mm Mm-hmm. So, two armed guards are posted outside the office for their session, and Alex is patting down to ensure that he doesn't have any weapons. Oh, my gosh. Which feels smart. Yeah, it's very smart. Which feels smart. So, he really, he will not talk about the calculator incident because he thinks the room is bugged, which is true. So, they talk about his abandonment issues instead. (laughs) With, like, his dad that had left him when he was a kid. Yeah. And how that's why he's angry at Emma, because he thinks that she's abandoned him. Oh, my gosh. I hate men. Yeah. (laughs) So, Alex gets a little cagey, but Harper... Harper. Harper talks him down. Alex then reveals the whole meeting was a distraction, and that's when the sirens go off. 
So Alex had made a friend on an online forum named Ian. Oh, which can we just make this a PSA? Don't talk to strangers on the internet. In a forum about school shootings. Oh, I was like, um, ma'am. Like, like in this scenario, <laughs> just don't. Just don't. Yeah, maybe don't seek out those forums in the first place. Unless you're, yeah. like, the police and you're, or, like, the FBI or something and you're, like, trying to stop one. Like, that's the yeah. only time that's, like... But, like, if you're having, like, emotional issues, maybe seek out a therapist. Not Reddit. Yeah. Or wherever this forum was. Oh my. I'm assuming anyway, Reddit. I mean... Yeah, so am I, because this is dedicated to a subreddit, so we're just going to assume <laughs> that right. these forums are on subreddit right, or Reddit. Right, right. So... Ian is a 24-year-old that encouraged, that they had met right before Thanksgiving, and he was the one that encouraged Alex's downward spiral, and when they had just started talking, that's when Dr. Harper noticed that change in Alex. So, Harper convinces one of the guards to hand over his gun, unload it, and then he hands it to Alex and says, and then they go to the library to pretend that Harper's being held at gunpoint. And as they're going to the library, that's when he finds out everything about how Alex met Ian, if Alex is really willing to help him, like, stop Ian. And Alex is like, yes, like, I want to help. I don't want to do this anymore. So, like, in the library, Ian is holding 12 students, including Emma, at gunpoint. Harper is shocked to see Emma at school because Harper had called her family the night before and warned her parents not to let her come to school that day. Right. And Alex immediately asks for a gun that's loaded, so he was obviously just fucking with Dr. Harper. Clearly. He's a psychopath. So so Harper manipulates Alex into making him think he can be Emma's savior. Like, you can save her. You can get her out of the situation. You don't have to be this guy. And Ian keeps yelling not to listen, so Alex shoots Ian to save Emma. Oh my lord, what? Yeah, so another- question. Yes. Is Harper, like, a school psychologist? Or? Yes, at this point. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Because I was like, yeah. how did they get to the school so fast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand oh, that so either dumb. until, like, until they said they were running to the library, and I was like, oh, they're actually in a school. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, sense. yeah. Okay, okay. Makes sense, makes sense. Yes. So, another gunshot goes off, and Alex topples over on top of Harper. No. Emma is holding a gun. One she had been given to that had been given to her by her father for protection after getting the phone call from Harper. That would never happen. She shot Alex. Oh my gosh. She said she'd been living in fear of him. Her whole life was like not her life anymore. And that Alex like was not her savior that she had to be able to, she had to protect herself. She had to do that. So Harper gets fired from his job for reckless endangerment, (laughs) which seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. Emma does get charged with Alex's death, but evidence shows the lengthy cyber harassment she had been receiving from Alex. He had held her at gunpoint, and she believed her life was in danger. Yeah. They never specify if she got off, but I'm assuming she got not guilty for self-defense. For sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Because while I don't think that was probably the right decision, and there, I don't think there was any way you would they're be... They're teenagers. Be, literally, they're teenagers. Like, they, that would never happen. But, like... That so like no sorry it's just unbelievable to me, but like yeah. if in the, if this again was, it's fiction right exactly you have to remember that but like if this was like an adult case for mm-hmm. sure she would get let off because her life was in danger and she was experiencing harassment and she like seriously believed that she was going to die in that moment like she yeah. would definitely get off for sure oh a hundred percent yeah so, so that makes that's the total end sense. 
So that's the end of the first case. I just want to say, what parent, you have to be a terrible parent that you're like, yeah, honey, go to school even though there's a psychomaniac that wants yeah. to shoot you. Just or, gives a gun. Like, what? Yeah, what parent <laughs> gives their kid a gun when they go to school? Like, they, he's Harper, like, ha- like casually mentions that Emma's dad was in the army, but, like, that means absolutely nothing. That means what nothing. What parent gives their kid a gun? Why would you willingly put your your child in that danger when you could easily avoid it by just not sending her to school yeah like that part is like just such shitty parenting in my opinion yeah like that's they're the ones that need to be in therapy (laughs) seriously (laughs) so the next case was titled the ocd rituals so husband phil and wife ann come in for treatment phil has what dr harper believes is ocd because he has to re- perform a ritual every five mm-hmm. minutes between the hours of 4 a.m. and 11 p.m. Oh, my gosh. That's exhausting. And the ritual is love one, love two, sorry for bothering you. And he has to say it every five minutes. So F- Dr. Harper believes it's OCD, but Phil and Anne insist that it's not OCD, but they're actually being saw- stalked by a knife-wielding lunatic. Okay. So Harper doesn't necessarily agree or believe in that. Yeah. And he tries to start a treatment plan for Phil, but Phil is adamant. It's not OCD and tells Anne to lift up her shirt and on her shirt, on her stomach are a dozen knife wounds. Yeah. Because he is the knife wielding freak. So he tells Dr. Harper that they, that the knife wielding maniac had come to the family during their trip to Disney and told Phil and their daughter, Eleanor, to do the ritual and that they'd always be watching. And if not, they were going to hurt Anne. So the stabbings occur when Phil fails to do the rituals or, like, messes them up in any way. Mm-hmm. So Anne shows Dr. Harper their home security footage of the stabbings, showing that someone comes into the house mm-hmm. and, like, stabs, stabs them while they're sleeping. Why are they not going to the police with this? Well, so you'll get Emma. To that? Well, so I fucked up a part. Oh, okay. So Eleanor had gone to the police. The daughter that had to do it with Phil has, goes to the police mm-hmm. and tells them what ha- what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that night, she gets like stabbed a bunch of times and dragged out into the woods for going to the cops. So that's why they can't go to the police. Wow, these cops are because really they're being watched. Shit. Not surprisingly. What? I said these cops don't do jack shit, not surprisingly. Yeah. So, um, Anne shows Dr. Harper the security footage. And then while they're in this meeting, um, Dr. Harper's assistant, Noah, interrupts and asks him about his future appointments. And Dr. Harper tells him to push the meeting with the homeless teenager to next week. So, Dr. Harper wants to start doing experiments to see what would happen if he doesn't do these rituals or and whatnot and believes that the assailant is watching them on their home security cameras. Mm-hmm. So Anne goes home to her sister Rose cause Rose lives with them mm-hmm. and Phil stays with Dr. Harper at the office. Mm-hmm. So his Apple watch timer goes off telling him it's like time to do the ritual again. So he yeah. has a time for every five minutes and Dr. Harper tells him to mess it up. So he does. And then they watch on the security footage, Uh on, like, the security cameras that Anne ends up getting stabbed. Oh, my gosh. 
So Dr. Harper figures out whoever's doing this is actually listening to Phil through his Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Harper's like, okay, I'm going to go get dinner, take your, wa- like, miming, take your watch off and leave it here. Mm-hmm. So the two of them go into the waiting room and they're like, leave the watch in there. So, like, whoever's listening to the watch thinks that, like, Phil is alone. Mm-hmm. They have, like, five hours to figure out who is hurting the women because mm-hmm. it's after 11 p.m. And he has between, he has to do it from 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. Right, right, right. So, like, he would be sleeping. Wow, how nice. They gave him five hours. They're so generous. So, Dr. Harper asks Phil about his life before this and he doesn't really remember much, which is kind of odd. So, they do hypnosis on Phil to see if he can remember anything and it reveals that Phil was actually a homeless vet and he was living on the street with his daughter Eleanor and that's why he said sorry for bothering you at the end. Because he would ask people for money and be like, sorry for bothering you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Harper figures out that the homeless teenager they're supposed to be meeting with was actually Eleanor, his daughter. And has Noah try and call her to get no answer. It's the middle of the night. Yeah. So, but um, Noah think, um, but Harper thinks Noah is like in on it. And mm-hmm. Socks him in the face and knocks him out. Oh my! And like man. ties him to his chair, sir. So Harper calls Eleanor, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll come in at three a.m." So she gets there, and okay. Phil is like, "How the fuck? Are, like, how are you alive? Like, what is happening?" And she's like, "They stabbed me in bed and then dragged me out to the woods. And when they went back inside to get a shovel to like bury me, mm-hmm. that's when I ran. Right. So that's how like she escaped." So she explains that what's happening is an inner, it's a cult from the internet called My Happy Family. What the fuck? She found their forum on the dark web, you know, on Reddit, <laughs> the where they share, okay. <laughs> where they share brainwashing techniques on how to force people into like a family. Uh-huh. And the ritual is a form of brainwashing their investments. So the investments are the people that they force into their families. So the cult realized that if the people doing the ritual are punished, they give up. But if a person that's doing the, if the person of the person doing the ritual that they love is hurt, then they're more likely to do it. Mm -hmm. So like if someone told my dad, I'm going to stab your mom, like your wife, if you don't do this, my dad's more likely to do it. Right. Because he's not the one getting hurt. It's my mom. Right. So that's, like, kind of how they figured out how to brainwash these people into doing it. Mm -hmm. So they also tend to go after more vulnerable vulnerable people. So drug addicts and, like, homeless people. And then Mm -hmm. they load them up on drugs to forget who they were before all of this. They specifically cite um, Xanax, I believe. Oh, fun. Yeah, sounds like a good time. So Eleanor explains that there is no man with knives. Mm-hmm. It's just Anne and her sister doing it to each other. <laughs> what? The security footage is played on a loop. So whenever Anne, so whenever Anne is the one that gets stabbed, it's her sister Rose stabbing her. And like these, so they're wearing like this all black outfit, and like so you can't. I know they like wear a mask to obscure their face, mm-hmm. and it's Anne that's stabbing her. But in every video of Anne getting stabbed, mm-hmm. if you watch her sister Rose, she's always reading 
uh, the same thing, great expectations over and over again, which you would think if Anne was getting stabbed, she'd be screaming. Right. So Rose would go running out of the room, but she just stays. Right. And so they're very good at like video manipulation. Uh-huh. Um, so to get Phil and Eleanor out of the situation, Phil and Harper go back into the office and fake commit him to a psychiatric facility for suicide watch <laughs> love it love like it. they're just like talking into the watch they're like i'm going to commit you now and phil is like no <laughs> i love it i love it so that and also so nobody can contact him because he's on suicide watch so harper invites the two and noah who is revealed not to be in the, involved in the cult to christmas dinner and the way they figure out noah isn't involved in the cult is because noah's like i was dialing it right you do star six four or whatever and then you dial the number and harper's like it's star five nine or whatever so you're just yeah. messing up like the way to call out of the building yeah 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 and so while they're at christmas dinner eleanor is like checking the forums and the sister the sisters had posted asking if they should keep stabbing each other if their investment was like put in a psychiatric facility <laughs> and so harper under fake pseudonyms screen names <clears throat> commented on their post with a resounding yes, keep doing it. Oh my gosh, ma'am. So you just find out that Noah is really just like this lovable golden golden retriever. He's my favorite character in the book. I don't think you yeah. should be like telling people to stab each other if you're a psych like a psychologist or whatever. So the next chapter is called Choir Boy. Oh boy. So a boy oh named boy. Elliot. A boy named Elliot and his mother, Ruth, come in for treatment. Ruth believes that he's being molested by his choir conductor, Father Michael. I knew that. Because. Was, I knew that's what it was going to be. Knew it. Because he comes home with burn marks around his upper thighs and genitalia. Love that. But Elliot says that it's God doing it. Ma'am? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so Elliot is like super quiet. Ruth is like very forward and very insistent that she thinks that it's the choir conductor. But Elliot's like, no, you know, me and my friend Zach, like we just, he's the only one that I talk to, but Zach doesn't know what's happening. They just go up to the bell tower after practice to look at like the constellations and things like that. So after insisting that father Michael is reported to the authorities, it turns out that he's not the one assaulting Elliot. Okay. So, attention is then turned to Ruth after Father Michael makes co- made a comment that Ruth was very against the idea of Elliot transi- transitioning to the adult choir mm-hmm. because he has such a cherub angel voice that she didn't want it. Whatever. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, whatever. So, it was suspected that Ruth was burning him as a punishment to keep his voice childlike for the choir. Also debunked when Elliot came home from choir practice with new burns. Right. It's his friend. So suspects, they suspect that it's Zach. Right. So confronting Zach and Elliot in the bell tower, you find out Zach is innocent. Ugh. And it's revealed that Elliot was self-harming because he has feelings for Zach. Ugh, so of Elliot is gay and he's trying to punish himself for his feelings. And that that's why he was said it was God doing it to him. Because God, in his religion, he believed like it's a sin to be gay. Which it's not. Make it very That's clear. What he thought. Yes. This isn't your feelings. So, That's the character. So after extensive reassurance that it's okay to be gay and God will love you no matter who 
I love that that rhymes. I know. <laughs> um, no matter who Elliot chooses to love, God will always love him. So that's when Elliot decides to become a therapist himself and decides people will call him Dr. Harper. So Elliot oh. is the author of the book. Got it. And this is his story of how he became a therapist. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So that's the end of that poor story. Mood. So the next one is called PTSD Nightmares. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Just Because I feel off. like that's basically the same thing. So it the chapter opens with a news anchor talking about a murderer in the area dubbed the zombie killer because they're eating their victims. Ew. Yeah. Gross. That's what I meant by the cannibalism. Yeah. Ugh. So Nasty. then it goes to an appointment with Howard Jane and Howard, comma, Jane, comma, and their grandson, Eric. Howard is having really bad dreams. Mm-hmm. Um... And Harper suggests that these dreams could be P- PTSD. I think it said that he served in Vietnam, but I don't, I don't remember. Um, but he suggests that it could be PTSD and that they could start treatment. But Jane is immediately dismissive and insists that they leave. Mm-hmm. So they leave. So Harper gets home and is walking from his garage to his house and he sees movement in the bushes and like black eyes staring back at him. Mm-hmm. Thinks it's a zombie murderer and calls the cops. And Officer Donahue responds, but they find nothing. Of course. So, he he has Howard, Jane, and Eric come back in for another attempt at treatment. And they do EMDR treatment, which is basically they put, like, a machine in front of your face and Mm -hmm. flicker lights back and forth. So, your eyes follow the lights and it's almost like you're in REM REM cycle sleeping, but you're conscious and you can talk. That sounds horrible. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that way that they can talk to you, talk you through your bad dreams. Oh, I don't like So, this. he talks about, like, going on a walk with Jane and seeing a little girl. And before he can be brought out of this state, Jane is like, no, enough. P- cuts it off and pulls him out of the treatment before... Cut the mic, it finished. Yeah. <laughs> before it can be finished, which is, like, incredibly dangerous because he's in a state of mind that is not safe. Mm-hmm. So Harper gets home and sees movement again on his lawn and oh, sees no. Howard standing there chewing on grass and mooing at him Ma'am. before he takes off. Oh, my gosh. So Harper calls the cops again, but they can't find Howard. So Howard, Jane, and Eric come back, and it's determined I did not write down this disease because I didn't think I'd be able to pronounce it, and I did not want to embarrass myself <laughs> starting out the gate. Oh, no. So, it's determined that he literally has a disease that makes him think he's a cow. So, he needs around-the-clock uh-huh. care because uh-huh. his brain is, like, deteriorating. So, he's actually going to go insane. Oh, And then Eric was going to need to start coming in for treatment because it's a g- hereditary and genetic and he's probably... He might get it. Oh, Lord. So, Eric agrees and says he'll start driving extra Uber shifts to pay for the care for his grandfather. Right. Um, and then while they're on the news, they talk about how the zombie killer might be luring people in f- through, like, taxi driving and Uber driving and things like that. Oh, no. So Harper thinks that Eric might be the zombie killer. Of course. And while he's about to call the cops, in walks Officer Donahue, and he comes in for treatment, saying, like, he really needs help. 
And he starts discussing issues he's having with his wife and that it started when his daughter went missing. Mm-hmm. And so he begs Harper for help. And then he kind of has like a personality switch and gets really aggressive and, and angry and admits to being the zombie killer. Oh, Lord. Of course. So that's where that chapter ends. Oh, great. So the next one. So the next one is called Abusive Couple. Oh, great. So, married couple Kira and Lucas come in for treatment. Kira is very outwardly emotional and accuses Lucas of emotional abuse because he's always parading his gay best friend around her. What? And doesn't understand, like, why it would hurt her. What? That he's spending more time with this guy. Who cares? And not her. Yeah, no. And accuses, of, accuses him of being narcissistic. <laughs> what? Okay. And then says that he abuses her by using a slicer on her. Oh, no. So Lucas is also very upset and says that she has regular mood swings and by way of the internet has diagnosed her with borderline personality oh disorder. Oh my gosh, no, not an internet diagnoser. But Harper actually kind of like agrees with him Ugh. based on the like based on the the conversation between them. I hate it when men are right. <laughs> <laughs> so Harper suggests they come in for separate therapy. So they can be treated individually before they're treated together. And Kira says, absolutely not. No way. What? And then they leave. Oh, my gosh. So the next day, Lucas comes in and said, Kira didn't want to come. But he like he wants to get better. He wants to be a better person. So they have a breakthrough with Lucas that he deserves better because he's constantly putting her needs before his own and always trying to, to help her when she does nothing for him. So he- Lucas, Lucas leaves and... UPS drops off a package and asks Harper if he turned Lucas gay because he just saw Lucas outside kissing a guy in front of his car. Okay, sir, we're going to need to dig deeper into that into a later moment. (laughs) We've got some severe issues going on, but wow. So much has just been thrown to me. (laughs) So Harper... Oh, just wait. Oh, boy. So Harper follows Lucas home and through the window sees Lucas go... You can't do that. That's illegal. Okay, but how many other dumb shit has he done that, like, following a patient home isn't the worst thing he's done? It isn't the worst thing, but, like, it's still not good. (laughs) So he sees through the window Lucas go into the house with a knife. So he charges at Lucas, and Lucas runs out of the house and runs away. Oh, my God. So Kira is tied to a chair in the house. And she's, like, physically shaking. She had to shit her pants. Oh, my gosh. This poor this poor woman. And she's scared out of her mind. She said... Understandably. She says that he was trying to feed her a poisoned pie that he made. Do not like so this. So, Harper believes Lucas was manipulating him and takes Kira back to his house where she could be safe. And he puts her in a safe room above his garage. I do not like this at all. So, Harper goes to Lucas's gay best friend to talk to him about Lucas and, like, what they've seen. Mm-hmm. And the best friend is, like, Lucas wouldn't hurt a fly, that he was the one that came on to Lucas, and Lucas did not reciprocate the kiss because he loved Kira so much. And Kira is actually manipulating him emotionally. Oh, my god! And gosh. the slicer is pie that, uh, is the pie that Lucas makes for Kira when she starves herself for attention. Oh, Lord. So Harper gets, so the UPS driver comes back and he has a package 
that was supposed to be delivered to Kira's house that Lucas told the UPS driver deliver it here. What? Because he probably knows where she is. So the UPS that just driver would not gives happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um he gets this package for Kira and he opens it and it's sugarless gummy bears. Ew. And Gross. all of the reviews online for it say that it makes people shit their pants. <laughs> so he realizes that everything the friend had said was true and that Kira was actually manipulating everything because she would eat these gummy bears and then eat the pie and be like, see, he's trying to poison me. Like, I won't stop pooping. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I hate people. <laughs> so then he goes and confronts Kira, who mm-hmm. basically just is like, yeah, I'm doing it. Then I'm mono- emotionally manipulating him. And she's like, I'm never going to stop until she makes Lucas kill himself. What? Ma'am, you have problems. This is- so, Harper locks her up in his gar- above his garage. You can't do that, sir. And keeps her captive to try and treat her. You can't do that, sir. That's unlawful pr- prison imprisonment. Come on. So, Harper offers to help Lucas escape. Kira oh tells God. him he has to sell his house and change his name. And so, Lucas becomes Noah. The assistant. Oh my gosh. This is just a full circle moment here. Yeah. Wow. Oh, just wait. Oh my gosh. Just wait. This is so the big one, the right? Last, yeah, this is the big, oh this boy. is the big guy. So this is patient 220. Oh, he doesn't even have a name. I'm assuming it's a he, but it could be a, a her. It's, it's a he. Of course. <laughs> what can I say? So I just want to say before I start, all of this happens on Harper's birthday. Okay, mm-hmm. just for context. So, Officer Donahue's personality kind of, like, slips in and out. And he's like, you have to help me. Like, I'm the killer. You have to do something. And then it slips back into his normal personality. And Harper's like, you just told me that you're the zombie killer. And Donahue's like, uh, okay, I'm gonna go now. Because he, like, doesn't believe that he just told Harper this. Right. So, scared to let him leave the office, um, Harper takes... Officer Donahue as a hostage at gunpoint back to his home. Are you kidding? Why would I joke about that? Say, say that again. So, scared to let Officer Donahue leave the office, Harper takes Officer Donahue as a hostage at gunpoint back to Harper's house. Sir, you can... You are not a cop. You cannot do this. You... How is this man not locked up? So... He puts Donahue in the same holding room as Kira, who oh my gosh, this is who bad regularly news. mocks him for the burns around on his legs and on his penis after reading his file that he accidentally left in the room. Amateur hour, yeah, amateur hour. So he builds a divider down the room so they can't like talk oh to each Lord, other. This man, and he goes back to the main house to try and figure out what to do. I'd also like like he was saying like throughout the book his house is very um high tech like it's on its own internet service like it's this is bad news yeah i'm so just to point that right now just to point that out fbi is on its way noah lucas shows up to celebrate dr harper's birthday noah lucas i love that (laughs) um so they have a like the cake that noah lucas brought and they go up to the roof to like look at the constellations oh no i don't know where this is going it's so, it's such a sweet moment. And then, like, Dr. Harper looks down and sees the lights flickering above the garage and he's like, fuck. 
So then, um, the super high-tech house has a security breach. And so Harper has to kick Noah out before he finds out that Kira is there. Thank goodness. We gotta protect Noah. Yeah. Noah Lucas. We have to keep him safe. Lovable golden retriever. Yeah. Um, And he essentially just crushes Noah Lucas. I'm calling him Noah Lucas for the rest of this. As I should. And Noah Lucas runs out very upset. Oh, poor Noah Lucas. But before... (laughs) Before Harper can, like, really do anything else, he gets knocked out, like, over the head. (laughs) Amateur hour. What did I say? So he wakes up tied to his bed, and Donahue is sitting in the corner watching him. That's kinky. mm -hmm. Listen, (laughs) this is not PG-13. Actually, it kind of is. It's PG-13. So basically, here's what you find out. Donahue's wife is Rose, the sister of Anne, the two crazy cult sisters. What the fuck? Noah's Donahue's missing daughter is Kira, who escaped and is now out looking for Noah Lucas because he was her investment. And she was, like, in the cult. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. I'm sorry because it cut out on me. Yeah, no, you're good. So Donahue's missing daughter was Kira, who escaped in the security breach and is now out looking for Noah Lucas because he was her investment. Okay, okay. So, Kira was Donahue and Rose's investment, and that's why she went coo- so cuckoo bananas. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So, they were able to breach his system and get Donahue and Kira out. The two Who- sisters. The two sisters were. Okay, yeah. okay. So, they reveal that... They figured out Dr. Harper was the one that on the forum told them to keep stabbing themselves, even after <laughs> Phil was hospitalized. See, I said, I told, I said not to do that. And that they wanted to seek revenge for helping their investment, like, get away. Well, see, I said not to do that. So they figured out that Harper had also had Kira. So they had Donahue pretend to be the zombie killer, hoping Harper would take him to Kira, where, they, where he was keeping Kira. So he, like, really just fell right into their trap. He really did. If you would just call people who are actually equipped to handle these things, such as the FBI. Well, so I probably should have mentioned before (laughs) that um, Harper, before he took Donahue hostage, Donahue was like, don't call 911 again and we all think you're crazy. No one's going to help you if you call 911 again. That's just not true. Who are you telling, sir? Well, he had to do that so that he would be taken hostage. I know, but why is Harper believing him? He's a crazy zombie killer, so he thought. So, like, okay. So, Sure, the police aren't going to believe me. You're a zombie killer. What what is your word worth? It's like when people believe, like, murderers. Like, you're a murderer. I don't believe you. Are you kidding? (laughs) You just murked someone. (laughs) 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 So... At this point, he is on the bed, and the sisters just start stabbing each other <laughs> as Harper passes out. Um, they just put the stabby knives in his hands to make it look like he was the one that, like, was stabbing them. And as he passes out, he just whispers to himself, happy birthday, Elliot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can't make what this shit the heck? up. So... Dr. Harper's put on trial for the kidnapping and, you know, the stabby stab sisters. Yeah. Um, the happy family cult edits all the footage of Donahue and Kira in the safe room to make him look crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, takes out anything that would actually, like, help him and his story. Mm-hmm. 
The sisters go on the stand and show their fresh stab wounds. Um, they also had a complaint from Jane to the medical board uh, about his behavior and therapy before he actually, like, helped them. She had made that complaint. Who's so, Jane? Like, that Jane was the mad cow man's wife. Oh. She was the one that was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept okay, leaving. okay, okay. So the evidence really made him look like a psycho. Mm-hmm. And Noah Lucas doesn't show up to the defense. Oh, Noah um, Lucas. And neither does um, Phil and Eleanor because they're still in hiding from right, Anne. Right, So it makes sense. But Noah Lucas not showing up, like Harper starts to worry about him and if Kira found him again. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Harper gets life without the possibility of parole. <laughs> Obviously. That's probably the most unbelievable part of this whole thing. <laughs> so, in prison, it, he reveals that he is, in fact, in love with Noah Lucas. Aww. Oh, my gosh. But that's, like, sweet, because he was trying to protect him the I whole time. Know, though. Like, isn't that, like, a violation of, like, your... How? Because that was his doctor, and you were his patient. That's a little Yeah, but then iffy. then it becomes... Nah, then it becomes an HR violation because then he becomes his assistant and That's his boss. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it, it just is a lot of mess, you know? Yeah. And so, also, this man kidnapped someone. I don't wish that upon Noah Lucas. Noah Lucas deserves better than some kidnapper. And honestly, <laughs> this the T is, is that this man deserves some sort of prison sentence because he kidnapped two people. You can't do that, Yeah, sir. but they were also crazy. Okay, Those but you can't were kidnap nuts. them. That's imprisonment. Okay, but whatever so in prison um he gets a letter that says will you go to prom with me yes or no written on it no so then his crazy um cellmate tells him like oh it's invisible ink they wrote it in p oh great so he has to take a lighter to the back of it and it reveals like this Basically telling him that he knows who he is and what happened, and he kno- this person knows how to escape, but with Dr. Harper's help, and does Dr. Harper want in? Mm-hmm. And so the book ends with him agreeing to escape. Wow. Yeah. So there's a second book called I'm a Therapist, and my patient is in love with someone i a forgot kidnapper. no i think i have to look it up because it's wild hold on let me look it up oh my gosh i literally there was just so so many hipaa violations and <laughs> workplace violations and oh it's um i'm a therapist and my patient is in love with a pedophile oh my gosh yeah it's my six the six patient files from prison Mm -hmm. so i imagine it's him trying to get out of prison Mm -hmm. through those six files right i thought it was really good because it's fiction right i obviously would love to read a non-fiction book like this because i'm crazy i mean yeah but i definitely would have organized it differently Uh uh-huh in terms of keeping the story straight because it does it did get confusing at times yeah 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 so i would have started with the choir boy Mm -hmm. to start you off with like understanding why he's doing what he's doing right and then done the school shooter so you can see like his first case as like a therapist right and how it went wrong right then i would have done the ocd rituals the abusive couple the ptsd nightmare which would have led right into patient 220 mm-hmm. so just so it flowed a little better i understand why they did it the way they did it so you wouldn't get any hints as to what was coming but i had a harder time following it right, right the way right, right. it went 
but that being said, as as someone who who probably self-edited this, who didn't have a big backing behind this, I've seen thousands of reviews for it on Goodreads. I heard about this from someone else. Like it wasn't like I just was perusing it. I was gonna Amazon. ask you how you found it since it was one of my coworkers at Beep <laughs> told me about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, that does sound... It does, I mean, the title alone sounds like a you book. But yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to ask because it's self-published. I'm like, oh, how did you even hear about it then? Because yeah. I, I really don't hear about a lot of self-pub books. But I mean, I enjoyed like hearing about it. It was crazy. Yeah, the whole... It's just like a roller coaster. But I yeah. think... I, th- I understand why it wasn't published either. Because I feel like they it's, probably... I'm glad it wasn't taken on by a big publisher because mm-hmm. I feel like they would have added so much unnecessary fluff to it they, to make it longer. They, I was going to say the page count definitely would have been a problem. You definitely got to hit yeah. that 250 page mark. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm glad that they didn't do that because it just would have taken away from the story. You don't need that fluff. Right. So that being said, I thought it was a great read. I want to read the next one. Yeah, I hope you read the next one so I can See if they, it. if he finds Noah Lucas and they Ugh. fall in love. Yes. But yes, that was I'm a Therapist and My Patient is the Next School Shooter. I love it. I love so, it. So that was fun. That yeah. was a good one. It was a good one. Woo! Woo! So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bookaholics Pod. And you can find me on Twitter at HBI Cheska and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads as Alicia Reads 13 or on Storygraph Alicia Reads. And we'll see you guys for the next one. Bye!